0: I'm Kevin, and welcome to my podcast, Finding My Freedom, where we talk about what our passion is, what gets us going in the morning, what motivates us, what really helps us feel like we are free, and we're finding different ways to express this. This week I'm excited to bring part two of the two-part series, talking with Sarah Martinez, a core shamanic practitioner, musician, and artist. We had an awesome conversation, and I'm so excited to bring this to you guys. She has this wonderful way of ease, unintentionally, and like, the, it was just, just flowing, you know. It really felt great. So we talked a little bit about our intuition and how our spirit guides talk to us. Talked a little bit about how the practice is going for her in her shamanic journeys. And a few other things. And so I really am proud to bring this second half of this to you guys and um hopefully you dig it man Like um, it was a pure joy to to do so I just wanted to say thank you once again Sarah for your uh, contribution to this podcast and we will be looking forward to the next one So I hope you guys enjoy this conversation as much as I enjoyed making it. And I hope you enjoy listening to Sarah as much as I did. So here it is, part two of two. The interview, well, I don't want to call it an interview. I want to call it a conversation. The conversation with Sarah Martinez. A artist, musician, and healer. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this, and I hope you enjoy it. Thank you. Yeah, so you're discovering your process while actually going through the process. It's a pretty big deal.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, each each artist has their own way of working with these uh, different ideologies and concepts that underpin everything that they do. And um, basically, for me, I had to jump over the, and I still do every day, jump over the self-critical action of, you know, this, this girl's crazy or... Um, how dare she how dare she talk about this uncomfortable stuff or you know what right do i have to be speaking about anything and i think that just personally for me that was really about healing um so many different layers of cultural woundings and um and voice woundings and I really went deep into giving my myself the right to do crazy stuff and trying not to judge myself about it anymore.
0: I don't know if you feel this way too, but I noticed that, um, you know, when it's all said and done, I'm by myself and I'm trying to figure all this out alone, you know, but I'm following where I'm being led. I'm following my instincts. I'm following my intuition for the first time in my life, and it's a pretty great thing because there's freedom in that.
1: Ah, oh, that's so amazing. Yes. And like, if both of us had not done that, we wouldn't be having this amazing conversation.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, it's crazy how how it all seems to work. And I got a feeling our guides love the internet because you can just reach people all over the world.
1: Totally, totally. I love um, the fluidity of digital spaces. And um, like I feel like digital spaces are totally bringing us closer to the metaphysical worlds and into multi-realities. Absolutely. And um, also we're seeing so much of our collective shadow and personal shadows in um, how unforgiving digital realms are.
0: I think the younger generation is a lot more open to the different possibilities too. I mean, they grew up with the internet and all that stuff, so the possibilities are much different.
1: Definitely, yes. I mean... Before we had the internet, people were so limited in the information they could get access to, and now we have so many resources at the tip of a finger. Um, and even, yeah, for looking for jobs or for learning new, new skills, you become so fluid. Like, think about, you know, what is it? You have guitar on YouTube, right?
0: Yeah, I'm trying to start teaching private guitar lessons online have my own studio for that so
1: cool that's awesome yeah like so many people like i mean youtube itself is so amazing with access to knowledge i pretty much um like learned drum machines and learned uh, mixing how to mix to a certain level you know on uh, youtube
0: oh yeah for sure um,
1: and also like so much about spirituality and people sharing their um their understanding about different practices and stuff like that there's so much we have access to with the internet i think that the next generation obviously are going to be dealing with their own whole bunch of their own um delicate issues like all of us have because i don't see that like obviously covid time or being on lockdown And only having um, connection to each other through screens could was a pretty intense period of time, right? And like if if you're a kid and um, a teenager or a younger, um, yeah, having that as part of your teenage years that's huge. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm interested to see how um, the young generation kind of manage that the separation and I hope it means that we um are able to keep talking about the collective shadows in terms of like whatever is blocking people from communicating their truth I hope it goes in that direction
0: yeah and it'll open up a lot more minds
1: yeah Without too much of surveillance from big, massive corporate entities.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, how did you end up meeting Sunny and getting involved with that project? It seems like a really fun thing to be doing.
1: Um, I met Sunny in the community space run by Amanda Flega. I'm not sure if you know Amanda Flaker. Um, she's a very talented um, healer and intuitive guide who discusses in depth about um, practices of moving out of the lack matrix and into the abundance matrix or, you know, building heaven on earth inside a community. Um And Sunny just popped up in that that online space. I think someone else shared her music and I was really glad to find someone else that was making music and I clicked on it and listened to it and I was like, wow, what's this? (laughs) Like, what is this? This is fantastic. And then I think I was just so overjoyed and um, I think Sunny saw um, herself in me and I see myself in Sunny (laughs) we're very yeah we're having a really great um, sisterhood of time and um, remember I think actually I feel like Sunny helped me heal a lot of extra steps in coming you know like trusting my voice and things like this and um all of her poetry just made sense to me and I felt like I could share with her the kind of references that were very deeply soul aligned for me yeah so like spoken word and like um, Maya Angelou poems and like she just gets it and I love that
0: oh yeah it's in her that whole poetry side of things that what do they call it beatnik yes it's uh pretty amazing yeah she's helped me quite a bit like just hash things out you know through conversation i mean through us talking i was able to Mm -hmm. kind of figure out how i wanted to start doing my guitar lesson stuff and it was just like you know just sort of bouncing ideas off of someone sort of thing and um It all takes time, but hashing it out a little bit at a time.
1: (laughs) Yes, it takes time, but um, baby steps, baby steps. I'm here with you as well, and I looked at your website, and I thought it looked really great, by the way.
0: Oh, yeah, thank you. I uh, worked with a company on that. I saved a little bit of money, and um, I thought, you know what, I'm going to go all out on it and get it as professional as I possibly could, and uh, I like it.
1: Well, I looked and it looks super good. It looks like super profi, and it looks like it's a massive studio already. And like, I feel like, you know, website is such a... Um, what is that, that that quote? Like, you build the space and then people come? People will come? Like, the website is like building a space.
0: No, you're exactly right. And, um, same thing can happen with a podcast. And my guides... Well they wouldn't let up on me doing this stupid podcast and I don't mean stupid as in stupid I just mean in my own kind of way (laughs) (laughs) and for the longest time I wasn't doing it you know but then something happened and a friend quit doing what they were passionate about and I ended up writing a letter about it and sending it to them and then I decided you know what I got to do this podcast.
1: It's so good because, like, I mean, you taking this space, of course, like, I mean, it's not doing a podcast helps so many people. Like, this is the first time I've been on a podcast and you're helping me
0: immensely. Doing a great job, by the way.
1: I mean, you're giving space to people's practices. It's huge.
0: I think it's wonderful, especially since it's like you said, the first time you're in a podcast and we just. Get to sit down on Discord and have a polite conversation and uh, talk about things that people might want to talk about but don't want to talk about and just have some fun with it.
1: Yes, totally. Uh, and I also would love to ask you about how your guides told you the podcast. Oh. Yeah. Of, uh, it's, uh, involved. Involved.
0: There's, there's a little, a little bit, bit of tarot of involved, there's meditating. Paying attention Uh, to my dreams, paying attention to how uh, I react to certain things. every day I wake up in the morning with a song in my head. It's a little bit of, it's mainly just fine-tuning my um, intuition, I believe. um, Yeah. So just about every morning I wake up with a song in my head. And I kind of take it as a message. It's just a message from my guide. Sometimes it's kind of quirky and funny sometimes i just feel like i need to learn the song and uh just for a breath of fresh air that's the thing (laughs) and um you know but i can also get messages that way all
1: right yes
0: and they were relentless in these tarot readings like there's no way i could get around it (laughs) (laughs) even to the point to where they were saying like you know you're gonna do it anyway so just get on with it basically you know what I mean like it was like I would go to these different readers and watch them and um I didn't know them from Adam but something would feel like it tapped me on the shoulder saying hey listen to this this is for you or you know I could listen to a whole reading and then a one little thing would would click off you know Mm -hmm. so so that's pretty interesting that way too but so yeah I mean it was a combination of a lot of stuff but, um, and really uh, the main practice of learning how to discern all that and, yeah. uh, you know, take it for what it is and uh, just try to learn from it, you know?
1: Exactly, yeah. Because, like, we also know how um, hard it is to build your connection with your own intuition and to meet your spirit guides by yourself. Like the more of us who are, you know, talking about and saying that like this is okay. Yeah, with for sure. Five years of your life and put this at the forefront of your, um, um, like purpose. Then, like, we're going to help people really take that space for them because, like, yeah does take, it did take for me countless burnouts and I had to stop exhibiting art for like nine years. Oh, wow. Like in order to, like, because it got to a point where I just didn't know, I lost my connection to myself, I think.
0: Sure. And
1: I didn't even know what I was doing. Like everything I was doing, it wasn't really landing right. Like the, the, wasn't the right contextual space and I didn't have the, um, the context to even talk about what I was doing, probably because it was like just too complex for me. So, so I stopped. <clears throat> excuse me. <coughs> I stopped showing any art. Like I haven't exhibited art for years and years and years, and,
0: wow. and haven't
1: made any releases really with sound for years and years and years and years. And, years. and um, first thing I did when I came back was open the praxis and then it was the project started again
0: well that's interesting because um i ended up quitting too but um for me it was a little bit more i was just in a bad headspace i wasn't really i was really frustrated with the whole process I'd been playing for over 20 years, you know, and it just seemed like nothing was ever going to come of it, and, you know, being in that a whole linear mindset of like, uh, you know, if it hadn't happened by now, it ain't going to happen, and I just quit, I quit for about 10 years, and uh, then on an April night of 2019, I was looking at the full moon, and I thought to myself, man, I got to get back to where i was i got to get back to where i was happier in my life man i can't live like this anymore and um, things just changed like the next day with like a snap of a finger it's pretty amazing you know
1: yeah yeah like taking that time off though and being able to feel into the depths of whatever we need to feel and process I feel like is like expansion
0: yeah I really love how you put that that positive spin on it because I was pretty much in a much lower like more bitter place than I was before this and so I always kind of looked at it as sort of a negative thing but honestly I think you're right expansion would be a better word
1: Ah, oh, but totally, yeah. I think that, like, bitterness, um, I mean, in this situation where we're completely burnt out and we've been giving our artistic life energy into, like, a system which doesn't support us, so, like, lack Matrix-style stuff, Um which is so much of how we're actually taught about the art and music industry, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Like, we're always kind of fighting against all the conditions which is so shitty um and that really like sucks your energy and um I totally support taking the time off and letting that bitterness actually be tasted in your mouth you know what I mean so you can actually like transform it into something
0: yeah that's great
1: (laughs) and then you know the power that's getting behind you you now and your your processes is so much more um like i'm guessing this is the way that i feel like it there's so much more substance to what powers me to do stuff now
0: yeah absolutely and um also just like paying attention to what your spirit guides are saying to you, you know, just being able to stop and take a breath and look around a little bit and start to pay attention rather than just go, 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 go all the time, you know?
1: Yes. And I don't think that we can even really do it all the time by ourselves. I feel like we need um, accompaniment, like either spirit accompaniment or um, plant or human accompaniment or animal accompaniment, but sometimes the, the bitterness and the darkness and the burnouts are just so much for one human to deal with that like I think it's super important that we have connection to people who can hold space for these this period of time.
0: Yeah, I mean, luckily for me, all I had to do was just say, enough's enough, and things completely changed, like, overnight. It was crazy.
1: And that enough's enough, it's time to change, is also about the ego parts of ourselves sitting down and opening our hands and being like, how can I be of service to something greater that's coming through, because we can't avoid to listen to it anymore
0: yeah i mean isn't it uh, you go through uh, some sort of an ego death when it comes to this too but luckily for me the switch was flipped and so like it was a whole new world pretty automatic you know
1: amazing so good that you had that switch being flipped and like you must have reached the critical mass you know the the one time when you're your consciousness was rebalancing and suddenly you got tilted in the other direction
0: oh yeah and um, people did people thought I was going crazy you know they they asked me if I was going through a midlife crisis and um, you know some people didn't believe me but honestly I really didn't care I knew that I had to follow where I was being led and Sometimes, well, most of the time, I didn't know why I was doing the things that I was doing. I just knew I had to do it, you know? And so people looked around at me and thought, man, he's losing it. But, you know, hey, it was what it was, and it helped me a ton.
1: That's good. That's so good. I'm so glad, and thank you for telling me your story. I'm so glad you stuck in there and sat through all the the terrible Times in order to wait for that moment when you had the, the capacity to make the switch. Um,
0: yeah, I also didn't want to start back up again just for the sake of starting back up again. You know, like, oh, well, I, this is the only thing I know or this is whatever, right? Like, I knew if I was going to start back up playing again that it was going to be right. It was going to be for the right reasons. And, reasons, and, you know, I was going to love it again. I mean...
1: Yeah, and like I guess it comes back to being about joy, doesn't it? Finally, and you can't you can't fake joy. Like we can't keep struggling and telling ourselves that we have to enjoy something if it's just if we've lost the.
0: Yeah, and if we're telling ourselves, are we trying to convince ourselves that that's the right thing to do? You know, I mean, where's the joy in that?
1: I think the 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 different thing about. I think my journey, like, because I'm typically, I'm kind of more, I'm doing shadow work, so it kind of ruffles a few feathers. <laughs> People uh, don't necessarily always want to know about their shadows. Um, and um, being, I think my my process was more that I dealt with a really harsh couple of instances where I was, like, severely outcasted. from the people who I thought were my family and my tribe. And um, I think it it touched me on a really sensitive level and um, it changed me. And that's kind of why I... Maybe am good at working with shadows because... um, my awakening was super painful too. Super oh, wow. painful. Yeah. And um, I feel like I also didn't 100% trust steps for ages. And I'm still working towards um, just doing what I want to do and just connecting with the people who um, show up in my life with the same resonance to this work.
0: But, yeah, setting boundaries for the people that don't quite understand and being around the people that do really makes a big difference. So, uh, do you practice Reiki or do anything with uh, the Reiki?
1: Um, I'm not working with Reiki um, technically, but I, I'm interested in the practice of Tao hands, which is, and also shamanic Reiki, So definitely during a ritual session, um, there's practices that would blend over into a space which is more like Reiki, but um, it's all kind of mixed in and I don't practice Reiki separately.
0: So yeah, that's interesting how we take little bits and pieces from these different modalities and make them up into sort of our own practice, our own way is that sort of how you do things too
1: um yeah I think um like I don't know what it is about me if it's the Aquarius thing or if it's I don't know I always needed to find my own um path and do things in my own way or maybe it's the level of um Yeah, I don't know. I can't say for certain, but, like, Reiki, using definitely healing with our hands and healing with our intention and healing with um, energising a certain... um, spiritual power through our, through our hands is definitely part of the practices which I've learnt and my hands are very, very important for me to keep um, energetically clean in everything I do. So my hands, I have a, um, a beautiful tattoo that a friend did across my hands and I got it on the outside, the top of my hand to remind me um, to be very intentional with what I create and what I'm doing with these with these hands and um to I think the tattoos I have are kind of like gatekeepers so they're protection and they're also allowing things in, in and allowing things out because like I, I'm also painting and um Drawing and like, there's no facet of art that I'm not, that I haven't got my fingers stuck into.
0: (laughs) Well, your creativity's gotta be off the charts. (laughs) So, I made this connection with Reiki and playing my instrument.
1: Ah, yes.
0: Because I feel like um, uh, music is healing, obviously. So, like, when you're doing Reiki with your hands. Definitely you're uh, healing with your hands but like you don't necessarily have to pretend like you have a little ball in your hands and you're running the ball of energy whatever right like you could just set the intention you know like my music is for healing you know and if you get that intention set then it's all good
1: totally like even the the acupressure points of the hands and the fingerprints Like, I mean, I just had to think about, like, mudras of the hand from, I think, probably more uh, Indian origins, where the, like, you know, you put your hand in a certain way, touch this finger to that finger, and it means this, or, um, yeah, ancient mudras and um, acupressure in the hands, like, touching the strings, super spiritual.
0: So you explain things very, very well. And um, is this a lot of the content that's going to be on your YouTube channel?
1: Uh, thanks for like giving me that, that feedback that I explain stuff well because sometimes I've got no idea if I'm sense. Right.
0: Yeah, I know. It's hard to get feedback sometimes because really nobody cares. <laughs> so...
1: Well. I think also a lot of the time the stuff that I'm talking about just completely flies under the radar and not everybody, everybody thinks like, what the fuck is she talking about? Um, but, uh, or there goes Sarah again, trying to remind us about the energy. Um, so yeah, I'm making a few videos this week and I hope that I um, have the confidence to post them on YouTube. <laughs>
0: because- oh yeah, just do it. It'll be great. Just Put them out there and see what happens.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Like, I started actually by just popping up on Instagram live and just doing whatever whatever I needed to do live. So I started with dancing, actually. Like, it's funny that sometimes I go to the most, (laughs) the seemingly most... uh, ridiculous thing first, uh, but it made so much sense because I needed to dance myself into feel okay to be in the public sphere, so it needed to be done from joy and fun and um, charisma, I guess. And uh, so yeah, through 2020, I was doing like a online rave hour. Yeah, I I mean, it was just like dancing and connecting and being able to alchemize very dark, like deeper, darker energies, because there was a lot of collective fear and a lot of collective everything, you know? Like, we were all thrown into such a a strange time over the last couple of years that um, dancing was my first thing I did online. And then I did some live meditations, and one day I made like a little DJ thing and like pulled out some records and did that live. So basically I was just spending a lot of time trying to be okay with coming out to say what I really wanna say. <laughs> and the next videos, yeah, it's like, you know, baby steps, baby steps. The next videos, I'm talking about um what's the topics oh um centrism in our consciousness space and how to um go about um like un- untying your energetic cords to the old narratives and re, re- diversifying our consciousness or queering consciousness so that would be in order to like accept trauma or to accept the places where we've been cut up or minimized by the system as places of like new um individuality and very special um spaces of like high level spirituality um and i'm trying to just yeah trying to get that into like a Coherent conversation so I can put it up online and that's what I've been editing before I came to um, speak to you today. So yeah, thanks for your support with that.
0: Yeah, I think it'll be great. And you just keep putting the stuff out there and seeing what connects with people.
1: Well, it's a hard topic um, because it takes a little while to get into the depth and, you, and I also feel like I have to put a lot of, um, a few disclaimers on that one because like... What I'm trying to talk about is um, re centralizing the dark feminine energy, the dark queer feminine energy in our collective consciousness, which is naturally kind of where we're going with the fall of, with the evolution out of like patriarchal storylines, colonized storylines, and. Um, all being kind of capitalized and consumed so i hope that i can discuss this in a way which um, is friendly for people and that they enjoy watching
0: the video yeah just have an engaging conversation so what is your practice like um do you like do like private lessons Do you book time like how does that all work
1: I have more like healing focused sessions at the shadow work that I do with different people like is over like years and sometimes they would come like once every couple of months or maybe sometimes they come in like a in an intense uh, five session chunk you know depending on what is happening with their lives and I do see that as like teaching a practice and it's mainly about Teaching alchemy of emotions and teaching about how expressive arts um, can, you know, support all this expansion. Like, if people, if if my clients come in to do shadow work and have dreams, then I'm usually saying, "Did you make? It, did you draw a picture? Um, do we dance it? Do we sing it?" Like. What does this um, dream call for and how are we going to work with the power of this to like alchemize it and integrate it. Um, And yeah, like, I mean, I learned that that's kind of just what I did. Like, I mean, as a kid, I was the kind of person who would love to draw other people's favorite animals because I knew it would bring the power and then I would give them the picture. Like I love to draw, it was a memory I forgot, I just remembered. I love to draw one of my friends, she loved dolphins, and so I would draw her pictures of dolphins. And, um, but like that kind of, um, spirit in our, like, cultures is easily misunderstood. (laughs) Um, So basically, yes, people can always book a session with me and I do online as well, but not for the constellation work because the deeper constellation work is more about um, the client actually going deep into their own worlds and then we walk together through their own worlds worlds, and it's about like family constellation or uh, inner child healing work and stuff like that or um, outside of Lifetime. Um, So, yes, they can contact me with that. And then I also just tried to make more online spaces for people to get in contact with the other elements of stuff flying through my practice, so basically research, all this research, because I have a lot of, like, you know, we're always digging into links of things and reading books and, like, this is just how i guess spiritual creators are um and so i made a patreon and that is where i will be sharing like yeah just book references and extra videos sometimes and i don't know what's going to happen with that but something um and then eventually i hope to get organized enough to do pop-up classes and courses and i think that that's coming in the future Yeah, it's it's hard to kind of um, balance all this stuff also with actually just needing to get the artwork done and wanting to generate new artistic projects and collaborate with people and stuff like that. And um, I am trying and it's taking a lot of um, presence and a lot of focus from me, but it's super fun.
0: So how can people get a hold of you if they're curious about booking a session or something like that?
1: Um, They can go to my website sarahmartinez.com which has a lot of um, different art projects listed and there's also the blog there and there's also information about the praxis. Um, And there's a bio and stuff you can read up about how I ended up here. And um, then the Instagram is more like uh, about what's happening right now and what's, what I'm vibing with, I guess. And then the YouTube will be there as well. So I think um, my website's probably the nicest place for people to go to get a good impression of what I do. And my, web, my email address is connected there in case they want to get in contact with me and um yeah.
0: Okay. So what is the website?
1: Sarahmartinez dot com.
0: Well, yeah, it's been nice having this conversation and talking to you about this stuff. It's uh really eye opening for me and and so much fun to talk about.
1: <laughs> so good to have a good conversation. I love it. And especially with um like I, this is also what I love about reconnecting with Intuition and spirit guides as well because you know that when you meet someone new, there's always this like deeper rhythm going on and so the conversations can just automatically go into this place of trust and depth.
0: Yeah, it just seems really easy. Um, Was there anything else you might want to add?
1: I wanted to just say that, um, I mean, I think we've covered so many different different aspects of like what we're into but there was a note that I thought I should probably mention is basically coming back to the idea of beauty as having um, like beauty in our life and beauty in, in our experiences as having such a high importance which we kind of have been programmed out of because we we somehow got into thinking this you know judging beauty and thinking that it was like superficial or not necessary but the return of beauty in our practices um, means that we're bringing back and we're opening towards or and the experience of awe, like meeting spirit and see, feeling synchronicity and getting messages, being open to receive messages and making the choice always like, I'm curious, I'm curious, I'm curious, means that we're opening ourselves towards or And I 100% feel like awe is a cosmic antidepressant. But so many of us, really need more of instead of like reaching towards the old um, ways of dealing with life we could rather reach towards or but it, it takes also like the motivation sometimes to like you know pick up the drum or to listen to the meditation or to go look at that tree or to go You know, sit by water and watch the surface of water as it reflects on the sky or to look at the clouds or the sunset and things like this but um, it's so important, that experience of ore and once I decided to take more time for that, I think my quality of life just went up
0: Yeah, and it's uh, one of them things where you just gotta make the time for it, you know
1: And I don't know why that was so important to say but I wanted to tell you that
0: well, that's, that's your intuition for you, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. So, and also just to finish off with what I'm working on at the moment. So there's that publication, um, Body and Algorithms, which will be very interesting for artists or anyone interested in um, digital worlds because there's so many great artists in that publication that have been doing research as part of their practice and um, my essay in there is about the shadow algorithm and um, which also touches on the spirit of um, extraction as a kind of an entity that passes through our blind spots which we have due to trauma, due to collective trauma So that's a whole work with the digital realm that I'm kind of really interested in and I've been running um, research ceremonies about that. The last one was called Dance in the Digital Waterfall and was about actually, you know, picking up the drum and journeying into the digital realm. Um, And um, at some point I will release an album about that too. Like I have a... a lot of sound in the work that's like about shamanic work with digital spaces and um like the last meditation i did perform a kind of live for the foundation of shamanic studies which is called algorithm of the mirror mind and i posted it on my soundcloud if anyone wants to listen to that but um yeah the whole album will eventually come at some point Still in demo phase.
0: Well, that sounds really interesting, though. I'd love to hear that record. But um, yeah, so it's just been really nice. I really appreciate uh, you coming in and spending the time with me and uh, having this chat.
1: Thank you, Kevin. I super appreciate your invitation and the whole um, conversation and the space that you're holding here. It's so good. It's so good. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. I appreciate everything. And there's part two. I hope you all have a wonderful week, and we will talk to you next week. Thanks for stopping.